Daniel, day after Copenhagen 4, Manchester United 3. That was a lot of fun in games, wasn't it? The ways they find to lose. It's spectacular, it's just, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it is, it's, it's staggering that, I mean, I, I am, I'm in some ways speechless because it feels, it feels almost improper or phony. It shouldn't be possible for it to go like this. And like, it's like, it's like Fergie did some kind of Dorian Gray style deal where he agreed that United would with everything in sight until he quit. And then they'd be humiliatingly implausibly <laughs> shit for the, for the rest of time. Yeah. The amazing thing. I mean, I, we're going to have to get into like VAR and the referee and stuff like that, aren't we? Cause it was, um, a performance for the ages, but the ability for United to chuck away a lead twice. They, they conceded four goals in two sort of three minute bursts, which at this, <laughs> at this point is a feature, not a bug, isn't it? Because they just keep doing that over and over again. Uh, there's a there's a couple of the things that they keep doing. There's the, the consecutive goals conceded, and I think this was Colin Miller said this on Twitter because I write, I write it down. Two in three minutes against Forest. Two in injury time versus Arsenal. Two in four minutes against Bayern. Two in ten versus Galatasaray. Two in seven versus Newcastle. Wow. And then both both two little vat two little bouts of it last evening as well. And and then Hod, Red Hod who you Red Red Hod ninety nine yeah. on Twitter also points out that conceding straight after we score is another favourite, Arsenal, yep. Bayern, Galatasaray, Sheffield United. And the thing that I, my favourite, is the consecutive error goal. Oh yeah, love it. And there were the, <laughs> the, 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 two, the last two goals last night where Wampus Vacker absolutely panels that back pass at Onana to concede the corner. Then, you, then the fun in games with Maguire and Varane. Yeah. And, and of course, that Rooney finishes it perfectly. Yeah. And it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, I remember when we had, started losing those games at the beginning of 0102, and there were loads of reasons for it, like Bob not Stam and taking the midfield apart and Varane, all the rest of it. But what Fergie said was also sometimes you've got to credit your opponents and they're not missing much at the moment, he said. Yeah. And it does, it does feel a bit like that, that things, and it's been going on for a long last time as well, that the, the decisions, are disproportionately going against us. That's not why we're getting beat. But yeah. that's not the same as saying it doesn't affect the outcome, which yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. I'm talking about blame, not about outcome. And yeah, the, the decisions are disproportionately going against us and stuff appears to be going for our opponents in that yeah, kind yeah. of way as well. well. I think that's fair Bouncing to say as well. But, but if you keep conceding late goals and you keep conceding goals in bursts and, and straight uh, right after you score, like this is the pattern. And... There's something about the on-pitch leadership and organisation that is distinctly off at the moment about United. And um, and we will get to all these threads, but it was it, it, it is now Ten Hag's first-choice pairing at the back of Maguire and Evans. I don't think we'd ever say that. <laughs> Harry Maguire, they were trying to bounce oh, out the club man. in the summer, summer. And Johnny Evans, who was on a short-term contract and played 12 times for a relegated team last year, I don't think that would have been anyone's first choice centre back pairing previously, but for any out the team, we're both at their peak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they were, they played Leicester together, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And at yeah. no point, at no point, would any United fan have said we should just go and get both Leicester no. centre backs. Not cent- not those San Etiens, <laughs> not 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 Fofana, not Fofana and Saliba. Let's go and get Harris Maguire. And Jonathan Evans, no. It's, it's spectacular, but, isn't it? 
Yeah. But I'm not, what I would say about this game is I'm not despondent in, in the way that I felt after some of the other games. I think this game, Galatasaray, Fulham was a, Fulham was a bit of an improvement in that we were a bit more solid. Yeah. And a bit played with a little bit more confidence. And last night we played some good football. I mean, okay, Copenhagen is shit. But it doesn't feel unreasonable to say that if Rashford hadn't been sent off in peculiar yeah. circumstances, yeah. we would have won that game easily. Or if Martinez and Shaw had been playing, we would have won that game easily. Look, I think that's all fair. And the first 20 minutes, as um, Rasmus Hoyland pointed out, when uh, interviewed <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> United were quite good. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and uh, zipping the ball around, Imagine. which hasn't happened much recently, and it, it, it looked like United were on for a comfortable win. So. Imagine how much Rasmus Hoyland fucking despises these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> they either don't get, get him the ball in the league, and in the Champions League, they're just tossing them in faster than he can score them. And he's scoring them fast. Yeah. Five goals he's got. Yeah, I, I mean, think, and talk about the nice goal. So the first goal, Juan Pizaka's no-look pass and Scott McTominay's third-man run and Rasmus Hoyland he... being in the right place. All perfect. Do we think Wan-Bissaka was trying to play the way he was facing? Well, then let's just give him, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was a very good pass inside the channel. <laughs> so. on, that t- on, on the team, though, I, 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 I jotted something down, where, a quote from Ten Hag before. He said, we have to work on a stable starting 11, the 12, 13 players, then the routines will be better and the chances will be coming for him. He said that of Hoyland. Now, I totally get on board with this, but please pick the best players. <laughs> and. There is no way that Ericsson, McTominay, Bruno Fernandes is a, is a midfield. It is not. No. And you get away with it against a team as shite as Copenhagen, but it feels to me like we've wasted a month of team development. And yeah. not, not totally, because I think it feels like Garnacho's in it now. That he's in that, he's in, I mean, maybe that won't happen, but he's in that left wing slot and Rashford's going to have to take the right. And that makes some sense because the balance that Rashford gives us of a right footer on the right is probably helpful for getting service into Hotland, and we saw it with the first goal. Yeah, but I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why we gave Dallow a five-year contract. Number one, number two, especially if we was giving if we're giving one Bissaka one. Yeah, I felt like one Not of those two. Did keep, yet, but it looks like it's on the cards, doesn't it? Yeah, what you, you keep one of those two as a reserve. And for my money, you keep Juan Bissaka because you could find a million better versions of Dallo, whereas Juan yeah. Bissaka gives you something particular. So, yeah. but why would you not play Regulon on the left for the back for, again for balance, yeah. for overlaps, for someone that can well, he doesn't attack trust him. on them? So, I mean, it, it is but remarkable. How do you trust <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but he, he doesn't trust Regulon for, for reasons because he is Spurs' his third choice left back and can't defend. He doesn't trust Amrabat. Uh, it seems this, uh, he doesn't trust that, Mount. This is nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> he just spent sixty million on Anthony was out of the side because he's giving nothing, just the hundred million on him. And yeah, well, it wasn't it, that much, was it? No, hundred million but, euros or ninety five plus five, so it's about eighty million pounds. Yeah, one one Harry Maguire. Which, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Like, why? What's going on with Amrabat? I don't. I don't get it. That. If you're not playing him in a game like this, where you don't have, where Casemiro is not available, yep. why do you have him? 
I don't know. And, and it, like, I know he's trying to square a lot of circles here because uh, it's unbalanced by injuries and, and lack of form and, and so on. So that's part of it. But he's, he's creating more squares than circles, if that makes any sense. I mean, he's shifting players out of position in order to try and solve Creating the more squares. No, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, no, it doesn't make any sense, right? I was just, which was your, what was your favorite window of play school? <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was I was square, but now I look at it and I think, what a dickhead I was. How could it not be circle? If you're off a triangle, circle, square, but I was very much square. Yeah, so look, he's, 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 he's creating compromises in the team to try and fix other problems. And clearly he feels that Scott McTominay offers some kind of attacking threat. That's the only reason to have him in there because he doesn't pass he does. the ball. He does. He we'll does. See it. Yeah. We saw it. We saw it yesterday. Yeah. But the future of this team is not attacking threat with Scott McTominay. No. Which sounds like some kind of terrible TV show. <laughs> now on GB News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. Yes. I mean, look, it, it's you cannot control a midfield with Ericsson who can't run, Bruno who goes for the 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 final pass wherever he is on the pitch, and Scott McTominay who just will not pass the ball, cannot pass the ball. So, yeah, ov- obviously that is not a midfield, uh, and it should it should be fairly clear to everyone that that is not the answer, but uh, and I don't know how long it will persist with because Casemiro's out till the new year. So, and he, he clearly doesn't trust Mount or Amrabat or they'd be in the team. Because why wouldn't it's they? It's on Mount. Yeah. Why, why did he send Mount on for Hoyland uh, at the end there? Yeah, I and mean, the, Hoyland might be lying out of his ass, but we needed to, we needed someone to actually hold the ball up, didn't we? Yeah, and, 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 and who says he was, I mean, he was blowing out his ass, mate, but I think. Also, like what someone told me, Mike, who listens to the show, told me was that he thought that Mount was due to come on before we conceded, and he just set the he just, he just set them on anyway. anyway. Yeah, might well be true. And, yeah, and that to me is surely the circumstances have now changed where you require a goal. But as it goes, I mean, it's ridiculous to say it, but we're not in as much trouble as we should be in in this group. Well, wow. two wins, definitely enough. Yeah, beat, beat Galatasaray, who we know is shit because we saw, and beat Bayern, who had already clinched the group at home. And if we beat if we beat Gala, and I mean it's obviously ifs and buts. If we beat Galatasaray, FCK don't beat Bayern, lose to Bayern, and then their game with Galatasaray is a draw, three points enough. Yes, it's it's clutching at some straws though, isn't it? Because would you trust this team to go away to Galatasaray and not concede a hatful? So I, I'm not sure I do. No, but, but, but I don't trust Galatasaray not to either. Yeah, right. I mean, they're, they're not a good team. Uh, and you're hoping in a dead rubber at the end of the group that Bayern won't care, which they might not do. Or maybe they, they will do because, uh, hey, they're a lot stronger than us. All right, back back to this game. So I guess the pivotal moment. So United were 2-0 up, right, when Rashford got the red card. Was it two or one? I can't remember. It was 2-0. It was 2 two, two. And it's one of those, like, only happens in the VAR era, era red cards where he's just planting his foot and blocking off the opponent. And the opponent's, what, a microsecond too quick in there? And it's one of those ones where you slow it down frame by frame and it looks like a stamp, but in no reality would anyone actually think that's a stamp. So, I mean... I, I guess it might be correct if you you'd have to call it reckless, right? Is that reckless that he should have known that a player might put his leg under him? I, I don't know. Yeah, like no one's no one is giving that out. 
according to no one's sorry no one's sending giving that a red card according to because it's reckless it's it's not i don't think it's it's the it looks it looks bad when you watch it slow down in slow motion. It's that, isn't but, it? But this out of context, it's just nonsense to do this. I mean, I agree. Like, it's one of the worst things about VAR, and there are many, many bad things about it that I'm sure everyone listening will probably agree. But one of the worst things is like this kind of technicalities of fouls and handballs. And we saw two handballs and one red card last night, none of which I would have, like, all of which I'd be happy if they hadn't been made as a decision. Just because, like, are we really giving an 80% chance of scoring a goal for, like, a 1% chance of scoring, right? We're swapping these two things, and which it just seems totally unreasonable and unfair and against every spirit of the game that we might want. And then sending off a player for putting his foot down. So, I mean, I as soon as I saw the replay, it was just, he's getting sent off for this. I, I, I don't want players to be sent off for that, but it felt like no referee is going to look at that and say no. Although I read on Twitter earlier that some lads were in the same hotel as the referee. And he, um, I, I now I'm about talking about, I'm now writing a check, but I can't quite cash because I don't have it up when I'm going to get it up. But he said that it wouldn't have been a red card in the Premier League. Okay, this is what I said. And there's a picture of the ref, so it seems like it's true. He said, ref's just been collared in our hotel. Apparently, it wasn't his decision to send Rashford off and said in the Premier League it wouldn't be a red. Yeah, he went over to the VAR screen, says at Josh MUFC 951. And yeah, I mean, that if the ref said it, he said it doesn't mean it's true. And, but it's something, it's something that was said. And it, it's the problem that you alluded to. And we say this all the time is partly a structural problem with the game. A penalty is too severe a punishment for most of the things that you pay your penalties. And what VAR has done is it's given us more penalties. So it's more games are getting skewed based on that weakness in the legal framework. So that's one issue. But the other issue is poorly drafted laws and poor interpretation of the laws. I don't know. I felt like with that and with both the penalties, if you hadn't have given them, would anyone have given a fuck? The offside that we didn't get for the first goal yeah. was by far the most egregious of those yeah. things. And, it's, and also the elbow that um, yeah. Hoyland got off the yeah. defence of Vavils, who'd been booked. Yeah. Those those offences were, I thought, far more egregious than any of the other ones the penalty United got, which at least when that happened, you think, well, it's definitely a penalty. You can't avoid giving this because he gave that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that should have been a penalty for United. It's too much. Like, one of those ones, it brushes the knuckles. Uh, and it, uh, what, what, what do you... Like, it's one of those penalties that happens because the Try to has the arms... Now. Right, you, like if you chop his arms off, then then he's all right. So yeah, it, it's n- none of these. I actually like. So what is it? Five, four decisions that went against United, and one that went what? for. And and I'd be happy if none of those were given the way that they were given. And and also the ones that went against us were what generally preceded the one that, that went for us. What would happen if a player took their arms out of their shirt? Does it then? <laughs> does if it hits your? If it hits your sleeve, is it a penalty? Well, they would have to get booked for taking their shirt off, wouldn't they? No, 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 no. Your shirt is on. You're just taking your arms out, Edward. This is this is cunning. Wait, so, wait, wait. How would you how would you do that? You put it through your head, or you're saying like? No, I'll show you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. It's this. Right, right. right I'm no, saying. No, okay. What this is the podcast? But, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. But we're we're being yeah, filmed, yeah. aren't we? I've just taken. I've, 
listeners, I've just taken my arms <laughs> out of the sleeves of my hoodie and I'm clasping them to my torso. Yes. So if you do that, what can you Eve not going to give away a penalty ever? I don't know. Or does that, or if, it, is that if it's your sleeve, is it a penalty? Who knows? Because they can't see what is hit. But anyway, the point is, 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 is bollocks. And yes. Well, the way the law is drafted on handball, that it's the, the sleeve of the arm. If you wear long sleeves as well, that, that makes it more difficult to determine the difference between your shoulder and your arm, right? There's not a line drawn on everyone's arm, but there's an imaginary line that the, the referee has to, has to draw in his mind. That makes any sense. Like the equator. I I mean, I was getting, I I was getting particularly irate about it. And I I hate doing that because I just want to watch the football, but I'm watching that game. And apart from United being like crap and, and and not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel right here to then spend the entire game going, this is ridiculous. Why are they ruining the game with this stupid stuff, which we're not going to be able to roll back because that would take that would take those in charge and Arsene Wenger to go, we made a terrible mistake here. This has not made the game better. Yeah, uh, I mean, we might, we're, we're going to get semi-automated offsides. So that that will be helpful. But yeah, the, the handball law needs attention. But until we stop giving penalties for everything, we're going to see a lot of penalties. Yeah, and it doesn't make the, it doesn't make the game better. I like at all. And, and like even, even the semi automated offsides doesn't fix it all because we had one subjective offside go against okay. us that for a goal at the weekend and then one go against us for a goal conceded last <laughs> night. <laughs> so brilliant. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, it's not so that fix would just be. We don't have to sit there while some better end in a shed draws the lines arms straight on the screen. <laughs> and we're supposed to call this sport. Yeah. How, how was your geometry when you were at school? So, I, 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 I could do that. I just I don't have steady hands. And I was, I was so terrible. I was so, so terrible at arms and ev- everything, like, everything like that. Yeah. The fact that, yeah, the fact that I can skin up is a, generally a miracle of modern engineering. <laughs> Yeah, very good. I, I think old Eric has been skinning up based on some of his team selections and, and interviews at the moment. Although, I, it was I quite think we get more imagination after the game for him. It was like, it was surprisingly on point. He's if he not, was spending all his that. time bunning, I think we'd get a be- bit more imagination. Probably would. I, 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 don't, I don't think he'd be picking McTominay every week in midfield. But... I hope that, because if you think about what's happened over the last few weeks, another's playing much better now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's happened. He's got over the hump, although he still does make stuff look hard. I mean, yeah. A couple bounced off his arms yesterday. He's he's one of those keepers. I mean, he is. He's he's one of those keepers. But he appears to be much more settled now than he was, and that is helpful. And Hoyland is still scoring goals, and it's clear that we're trying to find ways of servicing him yeah as it were yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and gosh but it's just it's that midfield and if you and again like i i the injured players thing it feels like you're bitching about it but the back four like it was two players who evans a free transfer because you weren't allowed anyone good and someone you tried to fuck off who said no those are your yep. starting centre backs then you've got your deputy right back at left back, 
and your right back who you sort of would like someone better than if you could, but you don't. That's your back four. I mean, how you can't? I don't. I would feel like an idiot if I judged ten ten up based on what we've seen this season, which doesn't mean he's not culpable for some of this bullshit. Yeah, at all. He's totally culpable for how unfit they were at the beginning, and that sort of started it off because they just couldn't gather any momentum. The opposite, yeah. and the teams were coming to play United, thinking we're going to have these, and that and, we're and, that, and a lot that of muscle injuries. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's partly culpable for that because I think the preseason did not set up the team well. I mean, clearly they had all these preseason games, but it was a lot of travel and a lot of commercial arrangements and. Not actually that much he, training in between all the travel, and they and they hardly any of them got any full ninety minutes in preseason, and then they come out right, of that period that, with tons of muscle in- injuries, and it's not a surprise. But that was really. ten. But that's the manager's yeah. fault. Like, why yeah. am I watching some of these players who are probably never going to play for United? Half of some of them, like, not going to be. And he he was much too generous with the matches. If you want, I get you. You need to look after everyone, but then organize something else. Organize. A practice match against whoever it is, the US and MLS side, whatever you have to do, because I, you want those people to have practice, but you've just signed Mason Mount. You need Mason Mount to be playing matches with the players he's going to be playing with, like Casemiro or whatever, who incidentally, I heard a story about Casemiro that when we played Madrid in that game, I, on the pitch, Ancelotti was patting him on the stomach and laughing. <laughs> like they were laughing. They were laughing about how fit he wasn't. Yeah, uh, well, he showed it. He's not going to be back till the new year, by the looks of it. And same with same with Martinez, which is uh, a pretty big blow to lose him for months on end. So Casemiro, I would be trying to manage out at this point. I think I'm sure they're looking, in, yeah, they must be looking at the Saudi Pro League as a exit strategy. So there's yeah, already I'm there's not, already talk about Varane being on the way out potentially to that route as well. Yeah, I. Casemiro, I would be looking, I'd be thinking not about like I don't want to pick him. He's not good anymore. I think he, he could still do a job, particularly if Mainu plays as a number six and is good. Then Casemiro is still useful, but it's not, it's more about moving the team on. And what we've seen from Casemiro since that second suspension is suggest that he's not going to be part of the future. So if that's the case, then you use him when you need him. But I'd be trying to look at moving the team on without him, I think, while still playing him when I wanted to. But the problem is that Ten Hag's not, not doing that in the midfield. Perhaps we might now say, he's well, in the, at the back, Evans is injured, so he doesn't have options, really. The back four is going to be, for the foreseeable future, is going to be Maguire, Varane, until he gets injured, yeah. Gallo or Regulon, and Wan-Bissaka. That's going to yeah. be the back four. It looks like the front three probably is the front three. So he now needs to get that midfield sorted. And we won't be good until Martinez is back because the way he wants to play is very contingent on Martinez. And when Varane or Maguire will both leave, we will then sign a centre-back, presumably, that will make us less dependent on Martinez. But in the meantime, he's the guy that we have that can pass the ball out of defence. And the frustration also, I guess, is that if he wasn't available, I mean, Luke Shaw was, then we would have that. Mm-hmm. And but we don't. And yeah, I have no idea of the timeline on Shaw's return either. That's not been that's not been made clear. United under Ten Hag are very vague about injuries, and Ten Hag likes to just call them sick or ill. He calls them ill, doesn't he? And and it's not clear whether it's a week or six months. But so sure, we have no timeline on 
I don't know how Casemiro and Martinez both being out to New Year got out, but it did somehow. He said it, didn't he? Did he, he say it? it? Yeah, 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 he, he said tends it in the press conference. Really vague about it. It was strange the way he answered the questions. The way he answered the question, but yeah, well, he said it yeah. before, before in the press conference. All right. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I again. It was for me. It was day drinking, and I was just like, yeah, sod it. That's the end of my day. I think. <laughs> I was just so annoyed by the whole thing. United's performance, just chucking it away, the referee, VAR, just hating on this stuff. I and, just... Yeah. I mean, and and we have the 13 minutes of first half injury time, which were necessary. I mean, what the fuck is that? That they can see two goals. <laughs> I think it was maybe the only one that was in injury time, but it's just part of this whole bizarreness that, yeah... You managed to concede a goal in the ninth minute of first half injury time. How many first halves have nine minutes of injury time? Yeah, I, I actually struggled to count up how it, it it was partly because they took so long on the potential check, right? So they played a couple of minutes before they came back for the, Rash, the Rashford red card check. And then it took another few minutes from there. So I guess quite a bit of it was that because you have to roll it back. So those two minutes didn't exist. It's like some kind of back to the future nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, what is time? Time is ilmatic. <laughs> Maybe Eric Tenach inspired Nars and his enjoyment of the word ill. Yeah, I mean, Bob Marley said it as well. None of them can stop the time, apart from Val. But there was also the person that was in the crowd as well. Ah, uh, that's true. Yes, I'd forgotten about that one. They had to put put screens up, so. Like the end of the the Grand National, didn't it? When they pull the screens, yeah, <laughs> that's just that exactly. But, yeah, I mean, they then say on the on the PA that the person was well as well under the circumstances or something. Great. Well, we got a game of the weekend. We do. That'll be awesome, won't it? How many penalties will Luton get on VAR? It'll be quite a few. I mean, they're, they're quite good at set pieces, Luton. I mean, Luton are quite an interesting team because it's interesting to see if that style of football can still succeed in 2023. Where I, I, I remember watching them in the playoff game against Sunderland and they just totally out-muscled Sunderland. It was yeah. a physical thing. Sunderland couldn't cope with the physicality and they couldn't cope with the long balls. Yeah. And watching it, I said that at the time, though, I'd be interested to see how they went and I felt like maybe they could just get enough points at home to stay up. I don't think they will. I think they might come closer than the other two promoted teams. But it feels like the gap between the teams that are in the league and the teams that came up last season is chasmic. Well, clearly. I mean, although Luton are at the bottom three now, aren't they, with that draw against Liverpool? But Who's in Everton? I can't remember who dropped into the bottom three. But, yeah. If only there was a way we could find out. <laughs> yeah. I could do. I just can't be bothered. I'm doing do it. it, I'm doing it. You do it. Look uh, at the I'm table. Doing yeah. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I think they it. are 17th, Luton. They are, yeah, they are. And the bottom three is Bournemouth, Burnley, Sheffield United. Yeah. And Luton are five points behind Everton, so there's already a gap. Yeah. Yeah, unsurprising. I mean, given the given the gap in finances, and every team that comes up has to make the same gamble now, which is, do I spend the extra 100 million that I'm getting in TV revenue on players and gamble that I'm going to stay up? It's not just the 
shelling out on the actual transfer fees it's then locking them into a four or five year contract when you might not be whether you only get three years of parachute payments and it could cause you more financial problems than you than you've actually gained by being up in the first place so uh, it's the it's the cliff edge of, of the finances which may or may not change when the regulator comes in i don't think it'll be rapidly at all because actually what they're talking about is just while they're keeping they're going to like at the moment the proposal is they keep the parachute payments they just offer more money to the rest of the league um to reduce the gap between the relegated teams and the rest of the championship but it doesn't reduce the gap between the top championship teams and the rest of the premier league so which just causes this this massive gap anyway that's a long way of saying looting the shit uh, as are the rest of the bottom three and United really should be doing away with this lot. But I can see a scenario in which a long ball over the top catches out Harry Maguire, can't you? Yeah, I, I mean, shouldn't, why? I shouldn't pick on him because he's not been that bad in the last month or so. He was very culpable for their winner last night. Yeah. But, and it's just, those are the kinds of situations that the player we was, the, the player that his PR said he was, is where he makes sure that you see those out. That, the ball in his head should feel like there's some kind of magnet, magnetic attachment and he, and, that, and he wins everything. He's not dominant in any way. And it's, it's really hard to blame someone for things that aren't directly their fault. There's some defenders, Steve Bruce, John Terry, who make sure that you win those games. And we don't, and he, he, he is not one of those. Martinez did it against West Ham last season, yeah. the home game against West Ham. But I think. I mean, I feel like we will beat Luton. <laughs> that is for Thatcher. Very good. I mean, I love the confidence. Yeah, it's, it's sticking it, stick it up. And I, I don't, I have very little confidence in anything United do at the moment, and they they find ways of blowing it all the time, and they also find what? ways of getting towards their to their opponent's level. So, and. So I, I feel like we are quite capable of getting to our opponent's level. We're quite good at dumping long balls, pointless long balls forward at the moment. We do quite a lot of that. I so, thought yeah. bit better that we got a bit better last night. And what I appreciated was at least we started the game in the proper manner. Oh, yeah. yeah. That we were, we were at it from the off, not conceding two goals to Nottingham Forest, I would have Which is just some of them. It's not the most bizarre shit you'll ever see. We actually started a game in the proper manner, and that is a massive improvement, even though we ended up losing 4-3 for FC Copenhagen. Do we use 4-3 to Bayern as well? We have yeah. two games of 4-3 in this group. Yeah. I mean, at least it means if it comes to goal difference, we're likely to be top of the goal scored. If it comes to that, yeah. If it does come to goal difference, we will. Is it goal difference, goal scored, then head-to-head, or goal difference? No, no, I think... Head-to-head, it, it, then it, goal scored. It, it, it's head-to-head, but... We lost both games, but we're level with Copenhagen, but above them on goals scored. But they've got they've got more points than us, obviously. It's just yeah, yeah. a bit. But if you but get that's like, a minor we, problem, but yeah, right. But yeah. it's just in those permutations that if we get four points and one of them gets well two points or whatever, and it comes down to that, if it comes down to level on points, United will probably go through. I would say based on the way the goals difference and goals scored are now, and the fact that. Getting to that situation with Intel United winning a game and the others not winning games. Yeah. All right. What do what do we think the team's going to be for Luton? I mean, I guess the back four pretty much picks itself, isn't it? It's going to be uh, Nana, Wan-Bissaka, Maguire, Varane, and and one of 
Dallo or Reguilon. I mean, I think it will be Dallo. I would go Reguilon. And then up front, Hoyland, Garnaccio did enough to stay in the team. I thought so. Rashford. And, and like Tottenham have said, you've got to leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the, I mean, the balance in midfield, I mean, he doesn't look like there's any willingness on his part to drop McSauce yet. But No, it doesn't. And he'll be thinking, we should beat Luton with him, and he knows where the goal is, and the problem against Luton is likely to be scoring goals. So why am I taking out someone that is actually sort of making goals happen? And obviously the answer is because we're trying to be good at football, not being yeah. fucking Luton once. But it feels... Unlikely. I mean, again, I, I, how do you? Be, is it you can become a possession team? By the way, if your wingers are Garnacho and Rashford, and you've got Bruno, but you need to think about how you're going to make that happen. Yes, and, and it doesn't happen with Scott McTominay in there for sure. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I said this before that Ten Hag has abandoned his principles, and I can't tell whether it's a long-term abandonment, which it's kind of sounded like because he gave that interview to the Dutch football TV, didn't he? Where he said. We can never play the Ajax way. But there's not a chance in hell Scott McTominay would have got in that Ajax side the way they were playing. <laughs> so, I mean, you say that, and it sounds eminently sensible. And I'm going to say, but Donny van der Beek did. Yeah. Van der Beek's fit at the moment, right? He's just not getting, he's not in the Champions League squad, so he couldn't have played last night. But is he in the Premier yeah. League squad? Is he still alive? I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he is in the squad because they've been on the bench this season. I think. Are we sure? I think he, so. he's like Schrödinger's footballer, isn't he? Until we've actually checked whether he's alive or not, he's still alive. Kevin Sancho, or maybe totally dead. Forgot. He used to be Ashley Young. People that totally forgot to play to United, uh, but yeah, Sancho is another one. I was not sitting there at any point thinking Sancho would sort this. No, no, no. Uh, not when it comes and I want to... to be, I want to be thinking that. I want to be thinking yeah. it, but I wasn't. I think we've all moved on from Sancho, and they'll, clearly they'll try and get any fee they can for him in the winter, which will be unlikely, and they'll probably get a loan somewhere. He, anyway, I mean, he's moved on from us, fairness. Well, clearly he has, yes. Man, what a mess of a club. No, no news on the takeover. It seems they're still negotiating the terms. Hopefully news will come out soon, and we can all celebrate. 25% of the club not being Glazer-owned. Woohoo! Being owned by, yeah, a Tory Brexit a polluter. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome Football stuff. Football talk by Matt Busby. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to update the, update the songs? Yeah. Exactly. Great. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll uh, catch you at the weekend. Please.